Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. That's a very weird thing to say. I'm going to be honest. and I, I, I was going to be kind of personal, but I, I had to take a break. I, I was exhausted. I had a bad cold. It wasn't the COVID. It wasn't, it wasn't the China virus again. It was just a cold, but it was a bad cold. And I, I just needed to take some time. Right? And... And I did, and I, I had a good time off, to be honest. It was it was enjoyable. My spring break and everything was this past week, so I just, I took the t- I took some time, okay? Don't attack me for it, for not being here. I know we have a country to save, but I have my, myself to save, and I'm very tired. So we took some time. We're back now. I'm very excited that we're back now, actually. But of course, one of the times that I took off was, was one of the most news-prominent times in recent history, and that, that's one thing of doing a daily show, is it's so hard to do a show every single day and read the same news and the same things every single day. If a big story comes out, I'll talk about it for three or four days. And then Mondays, there's nothing to talk about, and I talk about the same thing I talked about Friday, and it's just a lot, and it's a lot, and it's always, always, always going, 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 going. And I had to stop. But we've got a lot of news to talk about today. Hunter Biden. Us in the in the right wing media conglomerate knew Hunter Biden's story was true. We knew the entire time. We told you. You all knew it. If you talked about it on Twitter, you were banned. But we all knew it was true. And it tells me that they're finally releasing the story. It tells me that Biden is tanking. There is no way Biden runs in 2024. They know the Democratic Party is a lost cause for 2022. They're probably going to try to run some right now Republicans in districts. To hopefully win the primary. That's probably going to be their strategy. Because Democrats are going to lose. Big. Hunter Hunter Biden's emails were released. And the New York Times admitted it. The New York Times. Finally broke the story. This is from the New York Post. Now that Joe Biden's president. The Times finally reveals Hunter Biden's laptop is real. First, the New York Times decides more than a year later that Hunter Biden's businesses woes are worthy of a story. Then deep in the piece, in passing, it notes that Hunter's laptop is legitimate. People familiar with the investigation and uh, said prosecutors had examined emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, and others about Burisma and other foreign business activities. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appear to have come from the laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The email and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them in the investigation. And this is this is a kind of a, a written like a text, this, this story from the Post. Authenticated, you don't say. You mean when a newspaper actually does reporting on a topic and doesn't try to whitewash coverage for Joe Biden, it discovers it's actually true? Wait, it doesn't end there. In October 2020, the Times cast doubt that there was a meeting between Joe Biden and an official, or, or yeah, between Joe Biden and an official from Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company for which Biden or Hunter Biden was a board member. A Biden campaign spokesperson said Mr. Biden's official schedules did not show a meeting between the two men. The Times wrote acting as a perfect stenographer. Yet later in the report published Wednesday night, the Times said the meeting likely did happen. Biden had attended the dinner in question. Funny how this works when you don't just take someone's word for it. Wow. Biden's thinking, but there is no way ever that the Democrats are going to win this midterm, and there's no way that Biden wins in 2024. And that's why they're finally okay with revealing this, okay? 
if, if this story, and if a poll that I'm remembering is correct, would have been released before the election and not deemed as Russian misinformation and illegitimate, one in six Biden voters would have switched their vote. One in six. Well, let's see. What is, what is, uh, 18% I think it is? I don't know. What, what is, what is one-sixth of 80 million? Well, let's see here how many votes it would have been. Google can't just give me an answer. DuckDuckGo can't just give me an answer. Okay, well, whatever, you know. You know what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm trying to say. Trump would have easily won re-election by astounding numbers. And when you bury a story that you know is true, not only are you not a journalist, you're illegitimate, you're fake news, you should not be allowed, okay, you should be allowed, we have freedom of press, but you should not be allowed to be considered a legitimate news source. Anyone employed by you should be seen as a fake news journalist for the rest of their career because you're spreading misinformation. Saying that the Hunter Biden story was Russian misinformation until five minutes ago shows that you are spreading misinformation. It shows that you are worse than any press report or any article that you say is fake news. Jen Psaki came out when this story came out and said this is Russian misinformation because it would have hurt Biden. It's that simple. It's all politics to these people. We know, the Republican Party and the conservatives know that Hunter Biden's story was true. They know that they were tanking it for the Democratic Party on purpose. They know they were hiding it on purpose. We all know that. I think most Americans know that, but they were just whatever. It's the, it's the president's son. But it, imagine if this was Don Jr.'s laptop. Imagine if it was Eric Trump's laptop with child pornography, with, with photos of strippers, with business meetings with his father, who is the president of the United States, by the way, in Ukraine, and private meetings that weren't logged. And, and Trump wanted to know about this. And it was a quid pro quo. And he was impeached. I'm, I, I, I'm, I am over-calculating, over-calculating. I'm like a robot. I'm going to explode. Because this is who we're up against. And I say that a lot. I know that's like one of my my main key lines is this is who we're up against. But it's true. Hunter Biden directly had an impact on how his father made money. His father had a direct impact on how Hunter Biden made money. But if you say that, you're Russian misinformation. I can't wait. I cannot wait for a, for a, a bulwark or a Daily Beast hit article that says, GOP Josh is a Russian agent who is spreading misinformation. No, this is all true. We've been taken down from misinformation once by YouTube because I, we said some things a little too, a little too crazy about the vaccine. <laughs> but, but really, this story has been out for six months now. And now they're just now reporting it. They're just now finding it worthy enough to cover. The New York Times is like 200 pages long every single day. They had plenty of room in there. 
CNN broadcasts for 24 hours a day. They had plenty of room in there. MSNBC broadcast 24 hours a day. NBC News is a full news website. They had plenty of room for a Hunter Biden story. And it shows that so much of the media works for the interests of the Democratic Party and works for the interests of Joe Biden and against Donald Trump. That's that's their big thing is they're anti-Trump, right? It shows that so much. And it's sad. Had this story came out in more news sources than one that endorsed Trump because the Post endorsed Trump. Remember that. Had this story came out in a New York Times or a CNN or an MSNBC or a Washington Post or any of those sources before the election, Joe Biden would have lost. But because they can easily write off anything in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 as Russian misinformation, as fake news, as a hit piece against the president, as any of these 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 buzzwords, they're going to. In conservative outlets, should not have backed down. The New York Post was banned on Twitter for this. Remember that they were they were locked out of Twitter for like forty eight hours because of this, at least forty eight hours. And the New York Post backed down. They did exactly what was wanted. What they should have done, they already admitted it was true, right? They knew it was true. They knew the story was correct. They should have continued running it every single day. Every single day and not back down. Reposting the same thing every single day. And I applaud the journalist. Who, what, what's the name? What, where is the name? Let me find it. I, I want to find who. Emma Jo Morris broke the story in October of 2020. So it's been out for over a year now. I'm sorry, I said six months. It's, it's a year and six months. Emma Jo Morris broke the story. And I, I, I want to thank her publicly here, here, here on, on the podcast. Now with Breitbart, formerly with the New York Post, for breaking this insane story. I just wish the New York Post, who had this story first, would have reported it every, every, every single day. Here, right here. I'm, I'm going to read this a little bit, and then we have to go to break. Now, we're 16 months away from the 2020 election. Joe Biden safely in the White House, and the Times finally decided to report on the news rather than carry the Biden campaign's water. And they find that, hey, Hunter Biden's business interests benefited from Joe Biden's politi- uh, political status to a suspicious degree. Perhaps this is a topic worthy of examination. How did the Times authenticate this laptop? It doesn't say. Unlike the Post reporting, which detailed exactly how we got the files and where they came from, the Times is a hand wave to anonymous sources. No facts have changed since fall of 2020. They knew the laptop was real from the start. They just didn't want to say so. There's never any shame with these 180s. Sorry we wrote a fact check that turned out to be fake. Sorry we wrote a piece claiming something wasn't a story and you were stupid enough for thinking so. Twitter banned the post for supposedly publishing hacked materials that weren't hacked. The CEO apologized, but by that, by that point, they have accomplished what they wanted. Like the tam- Times, they cast enough doubt to avoid making their preferred candidate look bad. Readers of the Times have discovered in March 2022 that Hunter Biden pursued business deals in Europe and Asia and may have leveraged his po- father's position as vice president to do it. 
Hunter may also not have properly registered with the government or declared all of his income. All legitimate topics of discussion about a president candidate's family. No. Readers of the Post have known this since October 2020. They have authenticated it. We know this story is true. They know this story is true. They always did. They always did. But it hurt Joe Biden, so they kept it under the water. When we return, Josh Hawley has an awesome thread on Twitter about Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court. It's a very long thread talking about how how she's very kind to child pornography and and, and child predator people. Uh, Zelensky, pro-democracy Zelensky, merges all Ukrainian TV outlets into one singular platform. The Republican Ohio Senate campaign uh, forum turns to some crazy stuff. We'll talk about that. And a biological female speaking out against her final spot, her number one spot, taken away by a male in her swimming competition. We'll be right back after this here on The Conservative Crusader. Don't talk about me, me, Joe. No, no. We don't talk about Joe. No. But it was my election day. It was my election day. We were getting ready. And there was a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky. Brandon walks in with a mischievous grin. Thunder. You telling a story or am I? I'm sorry, we're going to go on. Brandon says it looks like brain. Why did he tell that? In doing so, he looks my brain. Shine my like the umbrella. Collected in a orange anyway. We don't talk about Steve <laughs> Joe. No, no. We don't talk about Joe. No. In okay, I, I have to mute this. This is this is my new intro song. <laughs> so it's a, it's a song by a YouTube channel. It is. Mastro Zillikosk, I think is how you pronounce that, who, who does a lot of pro-Trump content. <laughs> One of my friends sent me that last night, and I was dying laughing. <laughs> it's great. If you haven't heard Encanto on Disney+, Plus, that, that that's what that's from. Uh, it's just the Donald Trump version. It's hilarious. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm dying laughing. It was great. Just a little bit of a, a, a peaceful laugh during all of the crazy news going on. I'll link it. You have to listen to the whole thing. It has Hillary Clinton in there. It has uh, Barack, or not, yeah, Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, all of them in there. It's hilarious. But Josh Hawley, to get back to serious news, Josh Hawley has researched the record of Judge Kintanti Brown Jackson, and he said he's noticed an alarming pattern when it comes to Judge Jackson's treatment of sex offenders, especially those prying on children. I'd love to read this whole thing, but it's so long for this show. I'm going to read some of it. Judge Jackson has a pattern of letting child porn offenders off the hook for their appalling crimes, both as a judge and as a policymaker. She's been advocating for it since law school. 
This goes beyond soft on crime. I'm concerned this is a record that endangers our children. As far back as her time in law school, Judge Jackson has questioned making convicts register as sex offenders, saying it leads to stigmatization and ostracism. She suggests that public policy is driven by a climate of fear, hatred, and revenge against sex offenders. Um, There's a big excerpt from one of her opinions. Judge Jackson has also questioned sending dangerous sex offenders to civil commitment. Um, It gets worse. As a member of the U.S. Sentencing Commission, Judge Jackson advocated for a drastic change in how the law treats sex offenders by eliminating the existing mandatory minimum sentences for child porn. Judge Jackson has said many has said some people who possess child porn are in this for either the collection or for the people who are loners and find status and participation in the community. What? I missed this tweet the first time. Judge Jackson has said that some people who possess child pornography are in this for either the collection or the people who are loners and find status and participation in the community. The community of child exploitation? This is is the next Supreme Court justice, most likely. This right now, this woman, who is pro-child porn at this point, who is explicitly pro-child pornography at this point, is the next Supreme Court justice of the United States for the rest of her life. And I want you to read this whole thread. It'll be down in the show notes below, as always. You have You have to read this. And he talks a lot about sentencing, how um, in the case of United States v. Hawkins, the sex offender had multiple images of child porn. He was over 18. The sentencing guideline called for a sentence above to 10 months, or 10 years, I'm sorry. Judge Jackson sentenced the perpetrator to only three months in prison. Um, in U.S. v. Stewart, um, the criminal possessed thousands of images of child porn and also hoped to travel across state lines to abuse a nine-year-old. The guidelines called for a sentence of 97 to 121 months. Judge Jackson sentenced the criminal to just 57 months. U.S. v. Cooper, 600 images and videos on a public blog of child porn of 151 to 188 months by the guidelines. Judge Jackson settled on 60 months, the lowest possible sentence allowed by law. In U.S. v. Chaston, 48 files. Uh, The guidelines recommended 78 to 97. Judge Jackson gave him 28 months. Um, in U.S. v. Downs, the perp posted multiple images to an anonymous instant messaging app, including an image of a child under the age of 5. 70 to 87 months is the guidelines. Judge Jackson gave him 60. No way. No way can we let this woman come, go anywhere near, and not just because she's a woman, but let this person go anywhere near the Supreme Court. Not even walk in the doors to to have a tour. If that is what we're allowed to have on our court, if that is the precedent Biden wants to set on the court, then then so be it. But couldn't Republicans just appoint the craziest right-wing judges? If if Trump would have appointed crazy right-wing judges, we wouldn't have any sort of vaccine mandates, not even in colleges. But because Amy Coney, Amy Coney Barrett want to stand up for that, they still call her a crazy right-wing handmade, handmade tale, whatever. But I want you to read that full thread. And then I want you to reply underneath that thread, the last tweet, with the at of your senators. You have two of them. Whatever state you're in, tag them. I'm going to do the same thing right now, here live on air. I'm going to go to the thread, and I'm going to tweet out at 
Senator Sherrod Brown and Senator Rob Portman. Go all the way to the bottom of the, uh, of the thread. Uh, at Rob Portman. At Sherrod Brown. Let's see here. Yep. And then at Sin Sherrod Brown. And at Sin Rob Portman. And call their offices too. And call them and say, I want you to look at uh, Josh Hawley's Twitter page right now. And go to his thread. Uh, at his, his campaign account is at Hawley M.O. I'm pretty sure it's his campaign account. That is dangerous. And nothing, 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 nothing. Senator Hawley said has been debunked by anyone. Not even anyone in the fake news. Not anyone anywhere. Because everything he said in that thread is true. And it's sad that it's true. So Zelensky merged all of the Ukrainian uh, TV outlets for democracy, for democracy's purposes, right, guys? The um, Ukrainian president uh, Vladimir Zelensky announced on Saturday that the country is combating all U.S. national TV stations into a singular platform in an effort to combat Russian disinformation. The new platform and u- named R- United News as a national security measure given the, di- military, the direct military aggregation of the Russian Federation the act of dissemination and disinformation by the aggressor state and distortion of information, as well as justifying or denying the armed aggression of the Russian Federation. Okay. So, that that's very pro-democracy, right? The freedom of press, right? Oh, well, it's wartime. Crazy things happen in war, brah. And I'm mimicking the hipsters, by the way, um, on Twitter, who's, who's okay with this. You know what they're going to say next uh, here in the United States? Well, the, the fake news Trump supporter, GOP Josh, and um, Kai Clips, and I'm just naming a bunch of random people, uh, Vince Dow, and uh, all these random people are fake news, and they are um, um, aggregating a war and spreading dis- disinformation. So we're going to combine all of the news sources into one news source, and they have to say certain things with the platform in their, in their race in the world. The precedent. Zelensky's... Ukraine is more democratic than the United States has ever been and ever will be, hopefully. So they, they'll be able to use this under the, well, your representatives voted for it, hey? And say, well, this is war so we can combine everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ready for that. But you know that's coming. No, that's coming. And when that happens, I predicted it here on the Conservative Crusader first before I think anyone else, I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about? We do. Uh, we're running close to time. I won't be able to talk about the the swimming story, but you've already heard that story everywhere else. I think Mike Gibbons called Josh Mandel a p-word on the on the debate stage. One of them said it. One of them said it. I I don't know which one, but you know I mean. The video shows that it was Mike Gibbons. Let's just say that. And they say Mandel said it. Mike Gibbons said Mike Gibbons said it. Um, or Mike Gibbons said Josh Mandel said it. Josh Mandel says Mike Gibbons said it. They might be right-wingers, but they met in the middle of the stage. Two Republican candidates to represent Ohio in the U.S. Senate nearly came to blows at a debate Friday night. A career politician, Josh Mandel, called investment banker Mike Gibbons a P-word under his breath at the end of the heated exchange. 
Mandel attacked Gibbons for making billions of dollars shipping Ohio businesses to China. Gibbons shot back that Mandel didn't understand business because he's never been in the private sector in his life. Um, Mandel. I cannot stand Josh Mandel because this is what he said after that. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Josh Mandel. If he didn't have his two tours in Iraq, he would be nothing. That's his whole campaign. His ads, which I think we showed on here, are just him talking about his his, his career or his career in the military. Yeah, Josh Mandel. Let me see if I can find this video on his channel of him saying, "You know what? Yeah, um, hire the Marine." Now, such a challenging time for our nation. A time when the fighter mentality and courage of a United States Marine are vitally needed in the U.S. Senate. Josh Mandel is that Marine. Served two tours in Anbar province. I know he's prepared. He's been tested. And he's passed. Josh Mandel. Pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. I'm Josh Mandel, and I approve this message. You want a fighter? Send in the Marine. And all of his commercials end, you, you want a fighter, send in the Marine. That, that's, his, that's his whole thing. His whole thing. And it's so annoying. I mean, I, I respect him for serving our country, but it's so annoying. I think Vance is also a Marine, isn't he? Josh, uh, or J.D. Vance. Oh, let me look that up. J.D. Vance, Vance Refrigeration. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That just came into my head. Let me see here if, it, if I can find it. Because I, I thought he said that he he is a um, senator or a... Um, yeah, he, he served in the Marine Corps as well for four years in the Iraq War. So just send in J.D. Vance if that's your argument. But no, we're not endorsing either of those candidates. We're endorsing very soon here in the Conservative Crusader Broadcasting Studios, hopefully by the end of the week. I'm hoping to have it up by the end of the week. Campaigns do not know I'm going to endorse before I do endorse, so they might disavow, disavow, and then, then, then we'll have to deal with that. You know, we'll have to deal with that. If they disavow... We will respond. <laughs> I don't think any campaign that I'm going to endorse will disavow. But you never know. Uh, I didn't think Joe Kent would disavow either. But, you know, that's that's for a different story. Whoa, whoa, going way too right wing. <laughs> Can you tell I haven't done this in a while? I'm very excited. I'm having a lot of fun. But it's time we go. I think I might just play the rest of that song as the outro music. Cause that's, that's hilarious. I have it open still. It's like two minutes long. I'm not going to play all of it, but we're going to play part of it. But make sure you follow me on social media, uh, gab.com slash GOP Josh, getter.com slash GOP Josh, Truth Social. We are on Truth Social at GOP Josh. Follow me over there. Very excited for that. If you can't tell, <laughs> my name is GOP Josh. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. And I promise we'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned. your dreams and on your screams. We don't talk about He told me my fish would die the next day. Dead. No, no. He told me I forgot. And just like he said, he turned all my hair would disappear. Now look at my head. No, no. Your feet is still with your prophecy is dead. He told me that the life of my dreams would be promised and someday be mine. He told me that my power would grow like the grapes that run from the vine. Oh, Joe Biden, your Sunday's way. He told me that a man of my dreams would be just out of reach. Be true to another. It's like I hear him. Hey. Hey.